I'm going to do the introduction to my message this morning. It will wind up being a two-part message. To get all of it, you'll have to come back next week here. Let me prepare you for what I'm going to minister this morning. I want to just preface the message with these remarks. This is nothing new to you. We live in a time when moral decay has affected every area of life in America. We have, for some time now, had an epidemic on our hands that has eat away at the very foundation of our society and certainly of the church and most definitely the home. It's a blight. It's a sickness. It's epidemic proportions. And it leaves in its wake lives devastated, people hurting, adults, parents, husbands, wives, children, grandparents. And the church must have a response, must have a ministry to all these hurting people. Too many times the church remains silent and just talks about how bad it is, but doesn't do anything about it towards restoring, healing, and helping the people who are hurting. On the one hand, we find ourselves in a position where we must take a strong, moral, ethical stand that is scriptural. On the other hand, we must hate the sin and love the sinner. We must be a restorative body a community of healing. As one person said it, we're all cripples. We're just trying to help each other heal in some sense of the matter. There's not a single person in this room this morning, I would say, that has not been affected, either directly or indirectly, by the subject that I'm going to minister on this morning. Wherever you are in it, however it has affected you, my counsel to you is that there is life after infidelity. There are basically three things that I want to look at today and next Sunday. And that is that there is just no feeling like the aftermath of infidelity. Someone said to me one time, Pastor, it's like a death in the family. It just shatters, it destroys, it devastates, it hurts, and it don't go away with the tick of the clock. Someone said, the guilt is almost unbearable. There are people, sad to say, but true Christians who've been through it. And too often churches don't know how to minister to somebody like that. And many Christians wind up having to leave the church because they just can't deal with it and the people around them can't deal with it so they don't know what to do with it. There is help for people who have failed. And I think we need to be that church. We need to be that people that says to everyone, it does not matter what you've been through or how bad you've been hurt or what scars it has left, we won't judge you. We will love you. We will lead you in forgiveness and restoration and healing. That's what we are about. We believe our God is bigger than infidelity. Amen? And as we talk about this this morning, in my mind, I went back to our experience of that message a couple of Sundays ago about cheating on God. And I thought about this message in in retrospect or in connection with that one. Infidelity, uh, I wonder how many times we as Christians have been unfaithful to God. So as we go through it this morning, maybe you say, well, you know, I've never had any, uh, any dealings with anybody that had to deal with infidelity uh, in a marriage situation, so this message is not for me. But as we go through it, I have a feeling God is going to remind us of our relationship to Him and how we sometimes are unfaithful to Him. But my primary focus is on those persons who have or are going through an experience of infidelity 
primarily as it relates to the home and the family. There are three things that I want you to remember this morning. Number one, there is forgiveness. Number two, there is a process of restoration. And number three, there is a way to avoid the same mistakes and fall into the same trap again.